RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode 91. It's a go. I'm Tim Lloyd, joined by my co-host as always, Justin Watson. We've got a, a busy a busy episode on hand here tonight. We're going to recap the UFC China uh, event, see how we did on our, our bets and our picks. Uh, we're going to uh, do a picks panel, of course. We'll be joined a little bit later by Greg Hopkins, and it's our final uh, one of the month here, so we'll see how it all kind of, how we all shake out for the month, and uh, we're going to we got two cards. There's a lot of action this weekend. A couple of Bellator cards, but no no odds on those yet. So we'll be doing the uh, the Ultimate Fighter 28 finale and uh, UFC Fight Night 142, which is in Australia. Uh, so we'll, we'll be covering those here in a little bit. And of course, we've also got a great interview uh, tonight. We'll be joined by uh, Jason Knight, uh, Hick Diaz, Mississippi Mean, whatever you want to call him. He's an entertaining guy. So we'll have him on here a little bit later as well. Justin, how's it going, my man? You staying warm? It's getting cold out there. Pretty good. I'm, I'm trying to stay warm. My feet are freezing. It's, uh, I think it's like 32 right now here. Yeah, I mean that it is. Uh, it's bitterly cold here as well, man. It's just kind of, uh, kind of, kind of nasty out. I, I said it's, it's hard to be out in. So, uh, just staying inside, trying to stay warm. Got uh, some some action this weekend. We'll be we'll be uh, taking in, of course. And uh, as we kind of get ready to wind down 2018, uh, getting ready for a big 2019, we got some fights announced for uh, the big Valor card. It's coming up. Uh, uh, it's going to be Valor 54 at the Civic Coliseum. Uh, in Knoxville. Uh, that's going to be January the 19th. We're going to be getting into that a lot over the uh, the coming weeks. We've still got a little ways to go on it, but there's a lot of pro fights on that card. Several fights already announced. Shanny, the Shanimal, Shanny Young uh, taking on Jessica, the Black Widow Borga out of Florida. That's going to be an awesome main event. Two very, very talented prospects there, uh, as well as a, a great co-main event It's, it's been announced. Uh, the Battle of the Jasons. It's uh, the Asian Persuasion, Jason King, uh, local favorite, of course, taking on the very tough and dangerous Jason Wolf, uh, formerly from this area. Now he's he's moved down to Georgia, but he's originally from our area here. Uh, those those are a couple of fights that have been announced. Of course, David Robbins is going to be back. Uh, big sexy Billy Swanson taking on Harry Hunsucker. That's another really good one, uh, and and a whole lot more that we're going to be uh, we're going to be getting into over the course of the upcoming weeks, including a a little a crazy YouTube brawl. Justin, what do you think about that? Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully, it'll bring a lot of lives to it. You know. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a big uh, YouTube feud that we'll be hosting uh, between two uh, personalities from uh, from the internet, if you will. It's uh, Andy Worski taking on Tonka Saul. Those guys really don't like each other, and uh, it's going to be a bit of a circus, I think, in the lead up uh, to that one. It should be interesting to see how that all plays out. And again, we'll be getting into all that a lot more in detail over the coming weeks. But for now, let's relive this uh, UFC Fight Night one. 
1941 in China. It was, uh, you know, not a star-studded card by any means, but it still delivered some action. There was uh, a lot of young prospects, uh, young Asian prospects that have kind of, uh, you know, in the past, I think they, they kind of get overlooked. A lot of the, the Chinese fighters, um, they you know, for, for the longest time, you could you could pretty much fade them. But I think this was a, a card that uh, they showed that the, the level of uh, skill and uh, fighter over there is, is improving. Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I was impressed with a lot of people. Um, the women's straw weight, I'm not sure how you say it. It's her little... Um, oh, the, oh, the, uh, 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 the Li Zhang? The one that beat Jessica Aguilar? No, the one. Uh, maybe Yan Jonan? The one that beat the Japanese lady, uh, Kondo, she she looked good too. And then they then they had the upset too. Uh, Wu Yanan beat uh, Lauren Lauren uh, Mueller. That was an up. She was a pretty big underdog. We'll we'll go ahead and dive into it here. Uh, you know, of course, this was all a uh, all on UFC Fight Pass. It, it began in the wee hours of the morning, uh, three uh, three or three thirty a.m. I did not watch it live. I caught it the next day and was able to kind of skim through all the the filler in between. Uh, Overall, pretty entertaining card. We saw Lewis Smoka uh, make his return to the UFC after being cut, and he took on a very game uh, uh, Sumer Dejai. Uh, Sumer Dejai. Sumu Dejai. I was pronouncing it correctly when I watched the fight because I was trying to make sure that I – that I had it right, but now I can't replicate that. Unfortunately, he was an exciting fighter though. He, he really wanted to strike and he was game and uh, Smolka had his hands full for about the first round and a half. But uh, once they got to the ground, Smolka showed uh, he was much, uh, much too slick catches around two arm bar and, um, Cashes for uh, for me. I had a straight play on him as well as part of a parlay, as did Justin. Uh, after that, we had uh, Kevin Holland, a big favorite. Uh, he, he beats John Phillips for a round three rear naked choke, and uh, he kind of uh, he kind of played John Phillips' game for the first couple rounds. The last round, he finally you know figured out that he's just much better on the ground. Took him down and choked him, and uh, it'll be interesting to see Kevin Holland uh, moving forward. He's an entertaining fighter. He wants to be flashy. I, I just uh, um, and, and he talks a lot, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how, if, you know, how he does as he continues to move up in competition. Uh, Pinyuan Liu uh, wins a split decision over Martin Day, who, who really hung in there with him. It was a good fight. You know, Martin Day had a had an argument to win that fight, but uh, a good showing from both guys. Uh, another exciting fight there. Uh, and then uh, the, the first Japanese female of the night really set the tone. Yan Jonan, uh, a, a huge favorite it uh, closes at minus 450 takes a very one-sided decision unanimously over uh, Shuri Kondo uh, she looked great in that fight uh, another uh, of the Chinese uh, contingents uh, Li Zhang uh, uh, who I faded I took Jessica Aguilar uh, thinking that just with the odds being so big that it was worth a shot but uh, Aguilar man she had nothing for her uh, Li Zhang is is for real and I'm really uh, excited to see her step up in competition now she is uh, 
she finishes with a round one arm bar uh, over, you know, who at one time, Jessica Aguilar was thought of to be one of the, the top women in the world, you know, so a really uh, dominant win there for Zhang. And it'll be uh, interesting to see who they step her up against next. Uh, of course, uh, then we had the upset. Wu uh, Yanan, who was over I have a 300 underdog, plus 335 she closed at, uh, catches around one arm bar over Lauren Mueller. Uh, a big upset there. It keeps uh, the good times rolling for the Chinese contingent until it finally comes to an end in our next bout. Heavyweights Rashad Coulter and uh, Hugh Yaozong, two guys that are very much, well, I guess they were light heavyweights. They, they used to be heavyweights, but this is a light heavyweight fight. Rashad missed weight. Um, that was uh, not a great fight. Um, not it's two guys that are very questionable uh, to be UFC level guys. Uh, a little bit of back and forth there. Coulter, uh, you know, we cut up uh, the Chinese fighter Yao Zong and had him bleeding. Takes unanimous decision. Probably saves his job for one more fight. If I had to guess, that may be it for the Chinese fighter. He he didn't look very good um, overall, though. Uh, that was the that was the preliminary card. Um, uh, of course, Justin, I'm going to turn it over to you to, to kind of cover the rest of the card there. Uh, but before we do, your thoughts on the prelims we just covered uh, overall. Anyone that stood out to you is uh, anybody to watch any any fights that that raised your eyebrows? I have a tough time with all the names, but the girl that fought Jessica Aguilar, like you said, she's she's a monster. Um, there was another strawweight, the one that fought uh, Yuri Kondo. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not sure how you say her first name, but. She looked really, really good too. She's pretty well, not too close. Uh, Alex Morano, I think probably. Um, I think that was. I'm not. I, I thought Keenan Song was gonna was gonna take that one, and Alex Morano really held his ground and um, you know fought good fight there. Yeah, I thought I thought Morano. Uh, I thought he was a good value. Uh, Song is a hard hitter, but when he's not able to just land those big ones, uh, he wasn't able to you know expand his threat much more than that. Morano fought a really good fight. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, the leech uh, Li Jinglong? He 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 beats uh, David Zawada, and Zawada put up a pretty good accounting for himself in that first round. Uh, but then at the end, uh, the leech uh, put him away. Yeah, it was a close fight. Um, I think it was like one one and one going into the third round. The leech is always in on man. I mean, he's uh, you know he comes to to fight every time. That was a big win, you know, in his hometown there. And he's, he, you know, he's kind of been the, the poster boy for Chinese MMA up until, you know, recently they've had more fighters start to, to, to come along. But, you know, he's, 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 he was the first guy, you know, that they really kind of got behind and he's on a good run now. Uh, it would be interesting to see if they step him up. Uh, but right now I'd say the one that the, the people are most excited about is our next fighter, Bantamweight Song Yadong uh, gets a unanimous decision over a very tough Vince Morales. But, uh, but uh, Yadong's a guy that, that I think people think will be like the the next big thing to come out of China. Yeah. He um and that, that kid's something special. His striking is is top notch, you know, he's got uh, great grappling too. Vince Morales, you know, he came to the fight. He he didn't he didn't roll over to him, so uh, it was one of the more entertaining fights on the card I thought. And then, of course, we finished things off with a couple of heavyweight battles. It was uh, co-main event, Alistair Overeem, the Reem. Uh, you faded him, man. You, you took uh, the Russian newcomer, Sergei Pavlich, and uh, and he, he was just a big step up, and uh, Overeem was able to, to get him out of there in the first round with ground and pound. 
I was shocked, man. Overing looked like uh, looked like Overing from ten years ago. I mean, you know, he looked he looked amazing. He just, you know, there towards the end, he he kind of just was throwing Pavlovic around, um, and you know, massive ground and pound. I thought Pavlovic would, you know, if they were going to be on the ground, I thought that it would be, you know, Pavlovic taking him down and, and trying to ride over him out. But um, the over him, you know, it was, you know, got the knockdown and then uh, finished it up on on top. Then, of course, the main event, I think uh, a lot of people expected Curtis Blades to uh, get this rematch uh, against uh, Francis Ngannou. Uh, Blades was the favorite, more than two to one coming in. They fought before. Ngannou knocked him out the first time. Uh, but, you know, the, the general consensus was that Blades has improved so much uh, over the years. And then Ngannou it seemed to have been on a decline his last couple of fights. He just wasn't pulling the trigger, being that powerhouse that he can be. That wasn't the case this time he uh he, he gets blades out of there quick about 48 seconds and uh in in, in ganu's back uh, or at least it appears what do you think yeah i mean it looked like it we only got to see him for 45 seconds so uh, it's kind of hard to tell you know what would have happened if, if the fight would have gone longer but i mean you know he's got that that one shot that'll that'll just put you away and uh, curtis Blades was, was doing everything he could to try to stay awake but you know he was he was uh disputing the uh, stoppage but I think it was clean I mean you know worst case or best case scenario Francis backs up and lets him stand up and his knees go out and Francis blasts him one more time and, and puts him out cold but um, I think he got it easy he got it easy there but yeah Francis looked amazing I mean um, we'll see what he does to him back if he, if he keeps this uh, uh, you know this uh, stuff of steam and, and you know keep believing in himself like this maybe he'll, he'll be back in contention you know do you, do you think that we could see you know they had these two heavyweight fights at the top here do you think those kind of start to line up maybe the winners there Overeem versus uh, Francis next or or something you know we've obviously got another couple of heavyweights fighting or actually a few heavyweights fighting um, this weekend between uh, you know Tai Tuivasa uh, JDS uh, you know Mark Hunt uh, do you think how do, how do you see that that picture kind of starting to shake out that, you know the heavyweight division starting to, to kind of get interesting again yeah, I don't see um, Ingana and Overing right now. Uh, you know, Overing I think needs to get they need to to give Overing a couple more you know, winnable fights and uh, just where uh, JDS and and Taito Vasa I think um, that that kind of seems like it makes the most sense to me. Um, and then uh, Pavlovich, you know, he he may end up. Um, Getting uh, oh, what's his name? The fuck, Mark Hunt, uh, Justin Willis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That was a tough. It was a tough debut for Pavlich to come into your first UFC fight against Overeem. Yeah, and you know he, he's only got twelve fights. Uh, Justin Willis got eight fights. You know, um, I think Justin Willis probably wins that fight, but uh, wouldn't be a bad wouldn't be a bad matchup afterwards. 
And that was UFC Fight Night 141 China. Uh, when it all, when the dust all settled, uh, looking back on our, our pick selections, Greg was all in, man. Greg went, Greg put all that he had left. He was having a really rough couple of weeks. He was down to 59.46 units of 100 to begin with. He, he lays it all on, uh, on, an, on a finish in that main event, saying that that fight would finish inside the distance at minus 335. He collects easily and, uh, and hits uh, for 17 points. 0.75 units that gets him back up to 87.21 uh, and uh, an easy win for Greg there uh, myself I, I had Lewis Smoka there uh, minus 210 straight for five units that that won me 2.38 units and then I had a parlay with uh, Louis Smoka and the, the leech uh, Lee uh, Jing Lang he uh, that that was a parlay that five units won me 7.35 units I did drop three units on Jessica Aguilar so I finished 6.73 units to the good improving me to 95.49 overall going into this last week we're sniffing it even i'm looking to i'm looking to get into the plus justin the only one of us this week uh, to hang his head he uh, hits a parlay to uh, on louis smoka and holland uh parlayed together five units won him 4.1 units but then he dropped 10 units on a double a double loser uh, a parlay with uh, sergey pavlovich and uh and curtis blades both those uh, bomb out and he loses 10 units on that so he finishes 5.9 down on the week, 94.8 overall, though. He's still sniffing at, uh, at, at winning some money here this last week as well. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, before we move on, though, to our interview, uh, we've got a couple more minutes. There was one other event. It was the first ever Golden Boy MMA event, and uh, it was something else. Uh, Tito Ortiz, first round knockout over Chuck Liddell. Chuck didn't look very good in there. Uh, looked a little... A little dangerous uh, to be Chuck Liddell in there. Uh, overall, uh, it was an interesting show with a very high production value. Wasn't a fan of the commentary, um, but they, they really put a lot into production. Um, but then, um, you know, the, the main event was just kind of kind of weird. What, what were your thoughts overall on that Golden Boy show, Justin? Yeah, I've heard a lot of people, um, you know, kind of praising the commentary, saying, you know, how good they thought it was. But I'm with you. It was, it was just, just kind of sloppy and awkward. Um, the best part about that that card was Darren Wynn uh, fought Tom Lawler. Did you see that fight? Yeah, I saw Tom Lawler's fight. Uh, Tom was bloody. I bet on Deron Wynn. You know, we didn't get to cover those odds uh, because they weren't out yet besides the main event. But I did bet on Deron Wynn. I liked that matchup. I knew he had good wrestling. Came from a good camp. And, you know, Tom Lawler spends – half of his time doing doing pro wrestling now you know so i i had to imagine he wasn't getting in just a full-on you know mma camp yeah i just you know from i didn't i didn't play on it at all or anything but uh just looking at, at looking at it on paper you know Duran wins like five five yeah he's uh, real short so you know he, he could he could fight at 170 you know possibly even 55 um if he if he was on the right diet, but uh, I think he he I heard an interview with him and he was just he said that you know he was just happy to take a fight. So, um, but the plan is to go to 85 from here. Um, but you know Tom Waller has been around forever and and you know fought everybody and and he's a big dude. So uh, I thought it was impressive. You know to he's, he's got what six or seven fights or something. I think Deshaun Deron win. No, I think he was four now. Many four now. Okay, I yeah, know it wasn't many. You know, and, and fighting in, in the in the co-main event against you know 
a UFC vet. Um, you know, I, I was impressed with him. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a guy I think that we'll see a lot more of. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? We'll, we'll see more of Golden Boy MMA? You think, uh, you think overall they can say this was a successful event? You think, you think they'll keep at it? I do not. Um, I heard I heard a, an interview with, with Tito also, and he said that you know, he's going to meet with, uh, with Oscar this week and, and see where they're going to go from here. But, to, you know, he plans on, on continuing it out. But I don't – I mean – I don't see how they could have made any money off this. I mean, they would have to get some kind of a TV deal, you know, or, or some kind of a platform like uh, the zone um, to, to really front load a bunch of money into it. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, they said that, you know, the thing about this card was that, uh, or this promotion was that it was going to be for the fighters and the fighters were going to get paid, but uh, that didn't happen. So, you know, they'll have a hard time. I think, I think uh, moving forward, uh, don't really see it. everybody signed a one fight contract. So as of right now, there isn't anything planned, you know? Yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, it was uh, like the production was pretty good. It, you know, they had the 3D um, graphic uh, set up, like, kind of like WWE does on their their pay-per-views and whatnot. So that was kind of cool looking. But, you know, like I said, I wasn't a fan of the commentary. I thought there were some really off-the-wall things said. Uh, they weren't necessarily on the same page. And, uh, and then I thought that, uh, you know, the card was certainly not anything that got me excited. You know, I checked it out, but I wasn't stoked it was just more of a curiosity kind of thing they're gonna have to they're gonna have to up their game that's for sure and uh, you're right I mean, you know maybe getting on a tv deal could help you know they showed off their production value and that they can actually put on a good production so uh who knows they may get that we'll see um and that does it for last week man let the, that, that wraps it up you know let's let's get into new stuff let's get onto the phone for uh for our interview a very special one tonight we've got jason knight let's get him on the line we have Jason Knight, one of the most entertaining fighters out there. Well, certainly, a guy that I've uh, that I always enjoy watching. Twenty and six featherweight, uh, just coming off of uh, his most recent fight, of course, in the UFC, uh, and that one was back uh, at UFC two thirty. Took on uh, Jordan Rinaldi. We appreciate you taking the time tonight, Jason. How you doing, my man? I'm doing fine, man. I just hang around the house. I'm coming off a of strep throat, trying to get better from that, but. Uh... Yeah, I'm doing fine. Just hanging out, man. How are awesome. you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. We appreciate it again. Uh, a few minutes of your time. I hate that you're not feeling well. Hopefully you get on the men there. Uh, you know, it's been uh, now it's been, I guess, right about four weeks since your last fight decision to Jordan Rinaldi. We we, we do a weekly picks panel here where we, we kind of, you know, break down the fights and what we think is going to happen. And uh, that was a fight that we were all, you know, we felt like you were the more skilled fighter, certainly the more exciting fighter. There was the risk of you getting wrestle fucked, of course. And uh, that and that was kind of what happened. And talk a little bit about that fight. Uh, any frustrations you may have from that? What you may could have done better? Uh, and uh, and and then afterward, we'll get into you know what's coming next. Ah uh, man, my main thing, you know, is uh, yeah. I wish I, I wish I could have stopped the takedown. Um, maybe I have nothing really negative to say. Uh, Jordan Rinaldi, he was prepared. Um, once we hit the ground, he uh, every every time that yeah, I would try to. That move from the guard or something, he would go for that Kamora trap, and when he would go for the Kamora trap, automatically it would lead to my back, and you know, once it got to my back, there was nothing I could do with him. I mean, I know how to defend the, the choke, I know how to you know, uncross the legs with a body triangle, I uncrossed his legs several times, and um, 
I tried to go for, you know, the baseball bat escape and, you know, pull his arm across my head, but he was too strong for that. Um, I, you know, I just, I, I couldn't get him off my back. You know, I give the guy a lot of, a lot of credit for that. You know, I've, I've never had anyone put me in any kind of position on the ground that I couldn't get out of. You know, I've, I've been in bad spots plenty of times before, but I've never been in a bad spot that I couldn't work my way out of. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what happened. I got stuck there and there wasn't shit I could do about it. You know, I mean, I don't think he, he wanted any part of the stand up. Um, as far as the wrestling goes, you know, the, the few takedowns that I've seen, you know, the ones I've seen coming, I was able to, you know, kind of fend off. But um, the the three that he landed, I just, I, I clearly, I didn't see the, the takedowns coming at all. You know, I didn't have a chance to defend them. Um, like, I would throw a punch, and then he would be on the inside, and I would already be on the ground. I'm like, damn it, you know, I'm right. to get back up. I got to do something. And, you know, once I started trying to work, to either get back up or try to do something, he would go for that Kamora trap, and it would lead straight to the back. And um, it, it's something like, you know, I didn't really tell a whole lot of people before the fight, but um, about two weeks before the fight, I, I wrecked a mountain bike with Brandon Davis, and um, I had an AC separation in my left shoulder. And, you know, I'm not using that as any kind of excuse, you know, because that, that didn't hold me back in the fight at all. But it just so happened, every time his ass grabbed the Kimura, it's on that left shoulder, man. And, uh, you know, I, I would try and you know, protect it as much as I could. And as soon as I, I started trying to protect my arm, he was super good at getting that back, man. And uh wasn't really shit I could do about it. So, of course, you know, that uh, that drops, uh, you know, I hate to, you know, obviously don't want to talk of, of, of bad, bad things or whatever. That That's four in a row. Uh, you know, a lot of fighters will 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 get their walking papers, you know, after losing two in a row, three in a row. You fortunately had had four wins in a row leading up to that. You know, obviously, 2016 was a great year. Uh, the first half of 2017, also a great year. You're up there, uh, you know, high up on cards fighting guys that, you know, that are fringe contenders. Uh, what What's next? You know, is this, are, are you still, uh, you know, do you have anything coming up, you know, with UFC? Is it a situation where you may be testing the market? Is that, is that something that you would be uh, open to doing? Or is it something where, you know, you're, you're hoping to, to re-sign with UFC? Uh, or is it just whatever makes the best sense? Uh, yeah, right now, I don't really have a clue. Um, I've still got two more fights on this contract with the UFC, but, uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything from them. They haven't said they're going to cut me or nothing like that. You know, they haven't said, hey, I'm going to get you another fight or anything like that. So, you know, I really don't know. Um, I, you know, I, the way I look at it is, you know, I'm going to live my life and, you know, try to try improve where I need improvement and get back out of the alpha male as soon as possible. Uh, you know, and try to work on everything I need to work on. You know, if the UFC gives me another shot, great. You know, but if not, you know, I, I can get in Bellator. I can get in probably 1FC. There's all these other major organizations that, you know, they're going to pay pretty good. And I, I can still make a living doing what I love. I've got a house that's paid off. i got kids that love me. And uh, I'm working on opening up my own gym right here in my hometown. Uh, we're trying to get that all worked out. 
as soon as possible. So, you know, I'm, I'm not really tripping too much about whether or not they cut me, you know. You've got a great mindset, man. I love it. And uh, you've definitely got the things that matter, uh, you know, ironed out, it sounds like. That, that's awesome to hear. Always exciting to root for a, a Southerner. You know, we're, we're out here in East Tennessee. So, you know, you're from the South. Whenever we see guys like you make it to the big show, we, we, we get behind them. And so uh, you're obviously, a, you know, a, a, a cool character and, and, and have an exciting fight style. Uh, and a lot of the people that come out of the South, it seems like kind of have that, you know, bite down on your mouthpiece and put on a show kind of uh, kind of mentality. You know, you think that's just something that comes with uh, you know, growing up in the South or, or what? Uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, as far as far as in my neck of the woods, you know, where, where I grew up, you know, you grew up tough. Uh, everybody that's older than you, they kicked your ass, and you know, that was just it. That was that was the way of doing it. They made you tough, and you know, taught you how to work on cars, how to how to hunt, how to fish, how to you know do everything for yourself. And uh, you know, that's just that's just the way it is. And you got to be tough to to you know make it around here, you know. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of how I grew up, and I, I think that's kind of the same way that everybody grew up. You know, you you can't do anything to me in that ring that I haven't had done to me already in my life. You know, you can't you can't hurt me no worse than what I've already hurt before. So let's go in here, let's give it hell and see what happens. You know, I think I think that's kind of how all of our mentality is because you know most of, I don't know about uh, some few people, but you know, for the most part, most of the people I grew up around, we grew up, you know, rough. You know, we grew up poor and and didn't really have a whole lot of money. We had to had to work our asses off for what we got. And you know, once you get in there, and you actually you're able to you know do what you love and able to put your heart on the line. And I mean, you're gonna do it every time. Absolutely. And, uh, man. Yeah, you know, it, it sucks that I've lost four, and I mean, I hope that you know they they don't cut me anytime soon because you know I've, I've got I have a lot more to show than I've been able to show the last few fights. You know, I've uh, had a lot going on, and uh, you know, I'm hoping to make a big comeback. So hopefully, you know, that'll work out. But if not, you know, I'll go to Bellator, one I'll see whatever. You know, I'm I'm not gonna not gonna end this sport until you know I make a I have a name for myself. So. Uh, no matter what, it's, it's not an end for me. It's just the beginning. I'm twenty. I'm twenty six, man. I'm in my prime. You know, some of these guys didn't even start till they was my age. I'm twenty six with you know twenty six fights already. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You know, you're at 26 years old, you're you're still got you know the better part of your career a career ahead of you. Already having you know nine fights in the UFC, uh, a, a great exciting fight style. You won't struggle to uh, to, to to stay in business. I don't think. Uh, a little bit of, uh, of you know we've got some people that are from you know not necessarily right where you where you are living, but you know in the area, guys and, and girls that I'm sure that you're familiar with that have got big fights coming up this weekend. Justin Frazier, he's in the uh, he's in the finale of uh, of the Ultimate Fighter uh, tonight. We'll find out if uh, Macy Chase on makes it as well. Uh, you know, we we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of those people that that are fighting this weekend and your uh, your uh, predictions on how they do. 
Oh man, I, honestly, I I've had so much shit going on. I haven't even paid no attention. Uh, I didn't I didn't know who I was fighting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Justin no. Frazier. Uh, Justin, I guess, is from uh, Arkansas, but I, I assumed you guys had probably crossed paths over the years. Uh, he's in the finale. Yeah, he's fighting uh, in the Tough Twenty Eight finale this weekend for the heavyweights, and uh, and then uh, a female uh, Macy Chazon. She's out of the New Orleans area. She's in. She fights tonight on the Ultimate Fighter, and if she wins, she'll be uh, in the finale i just thought it was kind of cool that you know a good possibility that two people that are going to make the finals are really kind of you know from that right there, right there yeah right there close right there close to us yeah man uh that's awesome no i, I didn't honestly i didn't know it man um i'm i'm probably the world's worst at keeping up with anything social media <laughs> you know any, anything in this world I'm, I'm the world's worst man like uh the the last month has been super hectic you know i've uh I've got three kids, and um, you know, since my like the, the month before my fight, I barely got to see them at all. Uh, you know, trying to trying to get ready for everything. I went out to Cali, then as soon as I get back from Cali, I head to New York, and then I get back from New York, and you know, a lot of shit's been going on. And now, you know, I'm I'm getting my all three kids every other weekend. But, uh, you know, for the last two and a half weeks, I've had them every day. And uh, yeah, I took them back, you know, right before Thanksgiving and everything. So, yeah, man, I haven't kept up with shit in the last month. Or three, so. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Well, Justin, uh, he he helped us get you rounded up here tonight for this interview. Justin, what you got for, uh, for our man, Jason? Hey, what's up, man? Appreciate you taking the time with us. Um, I, tell us, no time, tell us a little bit about, uh, yeah, man, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, about the life of Jason Knight. You know, like, I'm sure you grew up similar to, to the way I did, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, traveling all over the world and, and doing these big things is, is kind of culture shock for you. How do you, how do you cope with that? Oh, uh, man, you know, really, uh, you know, whenever, whenever I'm home uh, for the last few years, I haven't, I haven't really had to work much. Uh, thank God because of fighting and yeah, when I'm at home, you know, I spend as much time as possible with my family. Um, you know, I, a lot of times, you know, I'm not in the gym nearly as much as I should be, but you know, as soon as I, as soon as I get to fight, you know, I, I bust my ass train like I'm supposed to. And, you know, I absolutely love, you know, going, you know, wherever, wherever the fight may be, it doesn't matter. You know, if it's, on the other side of the world, I love it. If it's, you know, right here in my backyard, I love it. You know, if it's just across the, the United States, it's awesome, man. And it's just crazy, you know, where this journey has taken me. But, I, you know, just uh, basically, I'm just a normal guy. I, you know, I haven't changed at all because of all the, the awesome shit that's happened with the UFC. You know, I've made a, a quite a good bit of money. Uh, but you know, I'm still the same exact person, and you know, I, I didn't learn. It, it took, you know, it took making that money to to learn to learn from it. You know, I made a lot of good money, and then I, I blew a lot of good money. You know, but uh, I'm, I'm still working on. I'm still working on getting shit right. I hear you. I mean, you, you know, like you said, 26 years old. You got, you know, you said you're you're right there in your prime, but. I feel like a lot of guys are, are just getting to their prime, you know, in the early 30s. So, you know, you you still could be several years outside that. Uh, you're one of these one of these guys that started young. You know, you've been competing as an amateur. Uh, started competing as an amateur at 14, right? Yeah, man. I've I've been doing this shit for 12 years. So, you know, by the time that most of these people would have been done retired, you know, I'm I'm yeah, you know, just starting out. You know, what I mean and. 
But what's crazy is like uh, I, I've done a lot. I've been in, in the game for a long time. But you know, my as far as my body goes and everything, I, yeah, of course I've got little nagging injuries that you know are always going to be there. But as far as like actual age-wise, being in my prime, I mean, I can't get no better than what I am right now. You know, I just I've got to get my you know get my body in shape for these fights. You know, being being good shape, and I mean. Everything's gonna fall into place. Uh, you know, it's not like I'm 45, you know, 35, and you know I have to worry about you know going out there trying to start a training camp and then having injury after injury after injury. You know, I'm not to that point yet. You know, I'm I'm just excited to see you know where the next five, ten years take me or whatever. You know, that's one of the one of the awesome things about watching you fight is that you know you you're super super technical. Um, and you don't hold back at all. I mean, you, you're you're ready to go into the deep waters, but you don't take much damage um, because you're so technical. You know, your defense is good. You only got, you know, one knockout. Um, you know, I love watching you fight. Uh, we were talking about the, the Jordan Rinaldi fight. Um, you know, I kept thinking every time he took you down, I was just waiting for you to, to, to throw up a submission and, and stop him. Was there, did you feel like there was a size difference in that fight? Uh, man, I, I I don't know necessarily about a size difference, but you know, I definitely felt like like he he was a good bit stronger than me, um, and I, you know, I, I don't necessarily you know blame that on that's I don't say that that's why he won the fight. You know, um, he he won it because he was he was more technically sound that night. You know, uh, I I made a few little mistakes and he capitalized. You know, I. I left my arm out there every time, you know, for him to take the Kimura, and he took it with the quickness. As soon as he took that Kimura trap, you know, there was nothing I could do with it except for, you know, let him have what he wanted. You know, I had to fight the Kimura, and every time I fought the Kimura, it gave up my back. And, you know, it's either, it's either let the Kimura go, let him finish the submission, or give up your back. And, you know, he, he knew that. So, uh, you know, I think that, I don't know if he trained that, if he, if he prepared for me to leave that arm out there for the Kimura or something like that, you know, but the guy, his game plan was smart. Kimura trap, take the back. Kimura trap, take the back. And, you know, that, that's what he did, and that's what ultimately won him to fight. Yeah, he's, um, you know, very wrestling-centric. It's, that's definitely his bread and butter is, um, you know, control on, on the top. Um, you, have, have you ever thought about cutting down to 135, or do you feel like uh, 145 or 155 even is, is uh, better for you? Uh, no, man, well, 145 is my home. I, I make 145 easy. Um, you know, if, if I was to do anything, I would move up to 155. But you know, I don't, I don't even see why I would do that. You know, those guys are a lot bigger than me. I would have to, you know, pack on weight to to go fight those guys. But you know, 145, I feel comfortable. Um, 135, I would die trying to get there because I, I don't diet at all. You know, I, I eat you know pizza and shit, I eat whatever I want. But uh, you know, man, I got in, I got in this sport to to have fun and go punch people in the face. I didn't get into it to get on a nutrition plan and you know try and. It, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, didn't, I got in it to fight. I didn't get in it to be the, the best athlete in the world. You know, I just love fighting people. And, uh, you know, if, if I had to change my whole lifestyle up, change my diet up and all that shit in order to fight, then, you know, it, it's not fun to me anymore. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep doing it the way that I do it and, you know, have fun 
I just, you know, I've got to make all these adjustments, you know, like as far as the wrestling, I got to get out to Aspinall and put in the work to, you know, get my wrestling better and put in the work to you know, get my stand up better, put in the work to get my ground game better and, you know, make it, make it just more, well, I'm more well-rounded and, uh, you know, I've had a lot of distractions in the last year, you know, I think that, you know, I'm getting past all of that and just ready to hurry up and, you know, get everything going and get back on track, you know. Is, it, is that where your camps are going to be for now at Alpha Male? I know you've, you've been, you know, trained at the ranch for Cowboy a lot, um, you know, and came up with Alan Belcher. Uh, are, you, are you at Alpha Male now? Uh, no, man. I mean, I still, I'm still gonna use uh, Alan Belcher as my home gym. You know, I'm still gonna cross train, you know, wherever I can, like Cowboys or whoever, you know. But uh, as far as you know, like my my last six weeks or eight weeks or whatever, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing as much of that as I can at Alpha Mill, you know, because they have you know, have the perfect bodies, the perfect coaches, you know, the the wrestling, it's all there. Everything's there for for my weight class. And, you know, I just don't see anywhere else that's more suited to, to make me a champion than alpha male or make me championship status, you know, make me somewhere in that top 15, that top 10. You know, alpha male can get me there and they can keep me there, I believe, you know. So uh, I'm definitely going to be going out there as much as possible. And, you know, I, I don't think it's so much about, you know, who's there or anything, you know, nothing like that. I think, I think it's more about the fact that they have so many next-level bodies, you know, that, that, you know, I've got so many people to take advantage of and, you know, use them to better myself. So I, I, that's why, you know, I made that decision to try and go out there as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, I, I definitely think that's the best, best gym in the world for, for the lighter weight classes. I mean, it's stacked with you know, some of the top talent in the world from 125, 135, you know, up to 170. Um, that's, you know, I think that's a big home for you, man. Um, won't keep you too much longer. Let you get some shout-outs if you want. Uh, you know, plug social media and uh, call there some sponsors if you want to. Uh, yeah, man, I, was, I just want to say, you know, thanks to everyone at Team Alpha Male, you know, for working with me from the last fight. Everyone at Alan Bachelor MMA Club, you know, y'all are my family. Thank y'all for everything that you do for me. Uh, all my friends, my family, and my fans, you know, thank y'all. Um, I'm in the process of trying to, to get a new gym open. Uh, we're, we're in the process of trying to lock in a location. And uh, here within the next few weeks, we'll have a uh, Jason Knight MMA. You know, still working on you know the exact name, but we're gonna have something going here soon. So be looking out for it. And uh, thank y'all so much for having me. Once again, this oh, yeah, has man. been uh, UFC featherweight. Uh, striker, jiu-jitsu ace, you name it, extraordinaire, Jason Knight. We're excited to see uh, the evolution of, uh, of your skills as, as you continue to, uh, you know, to seek out more and more uh, training and, uh, and get back on the winning track in the UFC, my man. Thank you so much for the time. Yes, sir. You guys have a good one. And thank you all so much. All right, we are now joined by Greg Hopkins, conspicuous by his absence last week. He makes uh, he still he still phones in his play and hits a winner, uh, putting it all on the line on uh, and on a on a finish inside the distance in that main event with Ngannou versus Blades. 
he wins and uh, gets back up into the, the land of the living, if you will. Now he is uh, he has a, a total of 87.21 units. Uh, as I said before, I'm standing at 95.49, Justin with 94.8. Greg, uh, you they, they didn't make you sweat it too much, man. You had five rounds to get it done. You didn't even need one minute. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're going to stand in front of one of them big old boys. France, you stand in front of that guy. If he checks you and does, and you do not move your head anywhere, it's going to fire off. And where he connected with that sh- that first initial shot when, you know, Blaze went down, he went down and, like, he didn't get up. I, they should have stopped it right there. I mean, completely. And they let it go for a little bit longer, and I thought they did. I was like, good God, that's a, those are some big shots. Oh, man. But the power from either one of those guys could end a fight at any time. So I'm not going to say that I was 100% comfortable with the bet, but I was like 95% sure. And then I was 5% certain that I was going to come back this week, and y'all could have just faded me the rest of the year. Uh, <laughs> that well, luckily you're back with us, man. I, I had a decent little week myself, and you know, you know, we before we went on the air, you and I were talking about a couple other plays you would have made, and you ended up going all in. You would have hit on those. You had uh, you were going to take Rashad Coulter. He, he he was a winner, and then you were going to go uh, uh, over two and a half rounds on that uh, Alex Morono fight, uh, and and that went all the rounds. So you actually had you even had you played your other two, you would have been perfect regardless. Right, I got. I was. I was doing good that night. I, uh, I just thought that the the, the the closest, the almost closest thing to being a lock for sure was that was that finale. Because when you got two heavy hitters back in the in the ring at the same time, you know that Derek Lewis fight. You know with the uh, with with Fran, I just that was. I don't understand that one. But uh, but you get some heavyweights going that have so much knockout power and they're going to engage. We got a couple of them coming up this week too. Like I mean, I'm I'm going to put some uh, units on those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for some some of these fights this weekend. Uh, you know, we've got we've got some heavyweights. You know, the, the tough 28 finale is uh, heavyweight season, and then of course uh, the top two fights on the Australia card also heavyweights. We'll go ahead and jump into it, man. Uh, of course, the tough finale. It's uh, going down this Friday night, November the 30th. It'll be on Fox Sports One. A couple prelims, I guess, uh, probably on Fight Pass, but for the most part, it'll be on Fox Sports One. It is the finale of this season it's been heavyweights and featherweight females it's been a pretty interesting season i've been watching i've been uh, you know keeping up with it and uh, heck i guess there's an episode that's going to start here tonight we're you know court recording this on wednesday night it'll drop thursday morning so uh, by the time it comes out we'll sound like fools because we don't really know what's going to happen on this episode tonight for the ladies but there'll be a fight uh for the finale of the uh, featherweight females uh, Penny Kinzad has already made it to the finale she's waiting on the winner of Macy Chason and uh, Leah Letson who are on tonight's episode so we don't have uh, odds on that yet of course uh, but we do have uh, odds on the rest and uh, I'll go ahead and kick us off uh, with the first two we they haven't really separated this into exactly what's going to be on five pass I'm sure they're going to add a couple more fights tonight probably uh with cast members that 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 didn't make it all the way 
but with, we're, we're working with what we got here. <laughs> We've got odds on 10 bouts. And uh, we'll start it off uh, with uh, a pretty big favorite here, uh, Heoni Barcelos, uh, minus 475. He's taking on Chris Gutierrez. Uh, Gutierrez just fought uh, a main event at LFA just not long ago, um, you know, a month ago or so. He comes in on short notice, uh, and uh, he's got a tough one in front of him. But, you know, Gutierrez has never been finished. I think at plus 380, they're – it's kind of a dog or pass situation. I, I can't bring myself to give up minus 475. Although Barcelos, you know, just murked Kurt Hallbaugh. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I got to imagine he's, you know, still a, a rightful favorite here. I just, it's a, it's a lot of juice. Uh, and then, of course, also Tim Means, the dirty bird. It's a, it's a guy that we're familiar with. We've seen him fight for years. Always exciting, tall, uh, aggressive, lanky. Taking on another uh, tall, aggressive, <laughs> lanky fighter in the sniper. Ricky Rainey. He's from uh, from the southeast here. He's from North Carolina. Uh, Bellator veteran. And Tim Means is a favorite. Another heavy favorite here. He's minus 370. Rainey coming back at plus 310. Um, uh, it's another one where I've, it's, it's, it's a lot of juice to lay, but I don't think that Ricky Rainey brings anything that Tim Means hasn't, uh, you know, seen before. I think he's uh, he, you know, he's certainly capable of winning, but I think, again, Means is the rightful favorite, but at 370, it's hard for me to pull the trigger. I may consider him for a parlay uh, here down down the road, gentlemen. Uh, Justin, uh, I'll go to you first. Any any plays on it on these two fights? Do you have a, a total on the Tim Means Ricky Rainey fight? I can't find one. Totals have not been released. They're slacking. Mm-hmm. That would probably be uh, the only thing I would play is uh, it, it might be a, a good play to take the under on that one. Uh, it's not going to a decision. Oh, yeah. You think so? you think that somebody will finish someone in the means and rainy fight? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah, keep, that, keep our eyes closed. Greg, uh, any any moves for you on these first couple? No, uh, no, no, no play. Right on, right on. Well, I'll send it over to Greg next for uh, the next couple fights. Uh, we've got uh, Alex Perez, Joseph Benavidez. Perez minus 130, Benavidez plus 110. Uh, essentially a pick and fight. That was a fight that was supposed to go down just a couple shows ago, and you guys informed me that it was off, and now it's back on here for this show. And then uh, Roosevelt Roberts minus 320 over Daryl Horcher plus 260. Roberts uh, undefeated 6-0, an alum of the uh, Contender Series. Uh, Greg. Uh, as far as the uh, Robert fight, I'm gonna all as far as that goes. I'm just gonna parlay Roberts later on down the road. But uh, the Benavidez fight here recently, I've been taking a lot of good underdogs. I mean, not underdogs, but favorites. I've been taking a lot of favorites lately, and. Um, uh, when you win with the favorites, they're not, it's, it's kind of hard to take them because there's really not a whole lot of pay on when you take them. So, like, Benavidez at plus 105 looks good, but does it get the job done there? I don't know. I would probably – I'm probably going to go with uh, three three units on the uh, over, if that. But since that's not up, we don't, we don't know yet. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, I'm imagining the over will be the pop will be the favored choice. I I don't know, but I mean, just, I would, if I had to guess the over two and a half will be still well over minus 200. Well, if that's the case, then if it's going to be that much of a a swing, 
for the certainty, I would probably just put three units on Benavidez to win the fight. Three units on Joseph Benavidez. He's actually at plus 110 now, just FYI. Oh, is he? Yeah, so three units uh, on Benavidez uh, there from Greg. Any, and then you say we may circle back on uh, Roberts for a parlay, huh? Yeah, yes, sir. Justin, uh, any thoughts on these two? Uh, um, I'd like to play Benavidez. Uh, I think I may end up parlaying him later on, though. Uh, I, I think that's good value on Benavidez. I mean, Alex Perez, I think, is ranked 11th. Benavidez is number three. Benavides, you know, he, he needs to, to come out there and prove something uh, this weekend. So I think it'll be a fun fight. Uh, I, I believe Benavides pulls it off. Um, but I, I would probably parlay it just to make the, make the value go up a little bit. Sure. Uh, Roosevelt, Roberts, and Horcher? No, nothing there for me. Uh, from my own uh, standpoint, I, I I also like Benavidez here. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy. He's probably you know uh, one of the top flyweights that's, that's going to be uh, having a big uh, decision maybe to make now with the flyweights being cut. Uh, same with Perez. You know, these these are both top guys. Man, I I have a hard time still pulling the trigger on Benavidez. I'm going to pass on it, but I do have a lean that way. Um, I'm going to take a gamble on Daryl Horton. I think Roosevelt Roberts is still a little untested. Uh, yeah, I think Horcher's still a good step up from what he's been seeing. We haven't seen much of him. He had a quick knockout on Contender Series in like 40 seconds. He's still inexperienced. I'm going to go two units um, on uh, on Daryl Horcher uh, plus uh, 260 to win uh, 5.2 units uh, potentially. So we'll we'll see. I'm just not going to go anything crazy, but I but I think that uh, it's a good test for Roberts. Um, so I'm going to go. With Horcher uh, plus two sixty for two units. Uh, that brings us to uh, our next couple of fights: Kevin Aguilar and Rick Glenn. Aguilar's minus one fifteen. Glenn coming back at minus one hundred five. Essentially a pick and fight there. And then uh, the big sister uh, of uh, Valentina Shevchenko. It's Antonina Shevchenko. She's minus three ten over the South Korean G Young Kim. Justin, your thoughts. Uh, Rick, Rick Glenn and, and Kevin Aguilar, I think, would be a, a fun fight. Uh, Rick Glenn's 21-5. and five. Uh, He had 16, 17 fights as an amateur. I mean, man, he's, he's got a lot of experience. So Kevin Aguilar's 15-1. But Aguilar's a hitter. I mean, he's on the contender series, and I think he won a split decision on there. But 15-1 uh, with, with 10 knockouts, um, there's going to be a, a big height. Difference. Uh, Aguilar five seven. Rick Glenn is, is six foot. Glenn probably you know has the advantage in, in the wrestling department. Um, if Aguilar can get his hands on him, it might be trouble. But I think uh, man, I think Rick Glenn will be able to pull it off. But um, this is one of those fights you just never know. Um, I think I will take Rick Glenn and Benavidez though uh, for three units. Probably those two. Okay, Rick Glenn and uh, Joseph Benavidez. So Benavidez is uh, is plus one ten. This one will probably pay pretty decent. Uh, let me calculate it for you. How many units did you say again? Uh, we'll just do three. 
Uh, and of course, Rick Glenn is, is minus 105. Uh, three units there would, uh, would get you back uh, 9.3. Nice little payback there uh, on a parlay with Glenn and Benavidez for three units uh, will uh, will return you 9.3. So that's a, you know, three point plus, plus 310 essentially uh, on, on that on that play. Greg, uh, any thoughts or plays on uh, Kevin Aguilar, Rick Glenn, or uh, Antonina Shevchenko. Oh, well, before I, I cut Justin off, we haven't even talked about Antonina Shevchenko. I, I digress. But Justin, uh, talk about the ladies. I'm looking forward to that one, man. Uh, you know, Shevchenko, the, the little sister of, of Valentina, um, they're both going to be fighting in the same weight class now at flyweight. Um, you know, Shevchenko, she's sticking out in MMA, but she's she got 40 kickboxing matches. She's 39 and one in kickboxing, get two two Muay Thai world titles. Um, Gion Kim, eight and one, uh, two and one in the UFC. She's coming in as a late replacement. Uh, she's you know, she's tough on the ground. She's a, she's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, but I think she's a black belt in Akita too. So it could be a, a fun stand-up fight, you know, between two two fast uh, small girls. There, those are always always really entertaining. Uh, but I, I Probably wouldn't play a put a pick on. You just don't really know about Shevchenko. She was on the the uh, contender series, but um, you know you just don't really know what's going to happen when it goes to the ground. I think that she'll be well versed there, but um, just kind of tell. Greg, your uh, thoughts or any plays on Kevin Aguilar, Rick Glenn, and Antonina Shevchenko and Ji Young Kim. Uh, I'm excited to see the Glenn Aguilar fight, but no play there. And I think I'm just going to go off of uh, history repeating itself with Shevchenko because I grew up teaching my little brother wrestling, and when he got to the next level and it was time for him to show out, he beat the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> so I think, you know, that little sister is going to follow in big sister's footsteps. It's going to – I'm actually going <clears> to – I'm going to parlay her down the road too, but I'm not going to make a single play on her. I'm just going to parlay her later. Myself, um, man, I, I think Rick, uh, Rick Glenn and Kevin Aguilar could be a hell of a fight. I, I think that's a really good one. I am going to make a play on Rick Glenn. I think he's just been in there with such better competition. Not that, Aguilar is good. I mean, and he has been fighting tough, right. tough regional competition, but this is still just going to be a real big step up for him. And Glenn's one of these guys that just, I mean, he's really tough to put away, man. He, he's, he's, he's a tough dude. Uh, I'm going to go five units on Rick Glenn, minus one five um and uh then i'm also going to do a parlay with uh, shevchenko with tim means uh shevchenko minus 310 and uh, tim means minus 370 uh i am going to go 10 units on that to get back 6.8 so uh 10 units on means and uh and shevchenko uh 10 will get me back uh, 6.8 and uh, that will bring us on to uh, uh, the next bout. Uh, we'll go to Greg for this one. It is Darren Stewart and uh, Edmund Shabazian. Uh, uh, Edmund Shabazian is uh, from the group that Ronda Rousey was with, uh, the, the crazy dudes in California. Uh, he is a minus 120. Darren Stewart, uh, the Englishman, is plus 100. Greg. Uh, back to that Rick Glenn real quick. Did you yeah. say he was minus 105 or plus 105? 
Uh, he, he right now Aguilar is minus one fifteen and Glenn is minus one hundred five. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll make sure he was minus or not plus. That's okay. All right, that's, that's different from what I had. I saw. I'm sorry. Uh, I just updated it in the last third, right before we came on. I updated it. Just a couple of them moved. That one moved, and there was uh, a little bit of movement on the card we're going to cover here next. See, that's what I, thought. I like. I like that play on Glenn right there. That was I had plus one hundred five right there, and I was looking at. It. I was going to make a move on it, but now that it's minus, I was like, well, you're. Whatever. Uh, what are we moving to? I'm sorry. Uh, we're going on to Darren Darren Stewart and Edmund Shabazian, who uh, who I, I commented was from uh, that that Glendale Fight Club there in in uh, California. The crazy Armenians there that trained Ronda Rousey. Right. He had a he had a fast knockout on Contender Series too. Yeah, another one uncontested. You think? Yeah. Yeah. And Stewart, he's coming off a of case. Stewart knocked out Charles. Uh, Stewart knocked out Charles Bird last time out. I'm look. That's what I'm looking at the value there for Stewart's plus 100 right now, or has it changed since? No, he's still plus 100. You getting money? You getting your dollar for dollar there? But I don't know if he gets the job done. Uh, no play there at all for me either. Okay, no just. I mean, you could see a finish yeah. in that fight, but we don't have the overs and unders. That's, go ahead, man, Justin. Let's hear it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not making a play on any one of those. Yeah, I, I think I am going to play Darren Stewart at plus 100 just because uh, Edmund, we just haven't seen. I mean, 40 seconds on the contender series, I don't think that's enough. Stewart's already gone out there and shown that he can get in a firefight. He actually was losing to Charles Bird and came back and, and won. So I am going to make a three units uh, on uh, even money on Stewart. Uh, and that brings us on to uh, our next one. It's Bantamweight action. This one should be pretty good. Pedro Munoz, he's uh, he's really he's been, had the hot hand here lately. He's minus 230, taking on Brian Caraway, uh, plus 190. Justin. Munoz is the, uh, you know, he's, he's the black belt DJ. He's, he's, he's the grappler, but Caraway's actually got, let's see, like seven, I think seven more submissions than, than Munoz does. Um, but it should be a good fight. You know, number ten, fight number uh, fourteen. Airways, you know, he, he's kind of hit or miss. Uh, he's he's got a good ground game, but standing up, I just I don't know. I've, I've never thought that that he. You know, I've always just been kind of kind of waiting for him to get blasted. Um, you know, Pedro Munoz might might be be able to do that. You know, kind of change up the game plan and and throw hands with him. Um, I don't think I'm going to make a play on that one, though. Okay, Greg, any any uh, play on uh, Caraway Munoz? No, no play. I'm going to also pass. I, Caraway's said that he's, you know, he's got his mind uh, straight, you know, after his divorce from from Misha Tate, uh, and he's he's got a refo, he's got a fire inside. He's, we'll see. I don't want to fade that uh, just in case. <laughs> so uh, I want to stay away from it too. Could be an exciting fight. Uh, of course, that brings us to the finale of the uh, tough heavyweight uh, tournament, and this one should be good. I've been watching this season here. Uh, Juan Espino El Guapo. 
as they call him, uh, Spaniard, minus 155 over uh, the man from Arkansas, Justin Frazier, the grizzly bear, uh, a guy that uh, that I met at the tryouts up there, really nice guy, and has a, a, a very endearing on the show. It's hard not to root for him. He's plus 135, though, against the Spaniard, Espino. Um, I, I'm going to have to lay off of this one. I'm going to be rooting for Justin Frazier, but Espino is really good. I mean, he's just really freaking good. So I'm going to pass. Uh, Justin, any play for you? Uh, no, not on, on that one for me. I didn't didn't get to watch the season that much. I don't, I don't really know much about either one of them. Greg? No, no play there either for me. All right, that gets us to our main event, and uh, this one is uh, this one's a big, this is a pretty good main event uh, for for a tough finale. You know, uh, the main event is a good one. This was uh, like I said for a tough finale card. This is a pretty legit main event. Definitely a pay per view uh, card worthy fight. Anyway, uh, it's a big one in the welterweight division. Uh, Kamaru Usman minus two sixty five. He's been on a hot streak. A lot of people ducking him, taking on Rafael dos Anjos. Former world champion has uh, done well in two divisions. He's coming back at plus two twenty-five. Justin, I love this fight. Um, you know, Kamar Usman, he's got a lot of hype behind him. Uh, you know, highly taught a guy, but he's thirteen and one, eight and zero in the UFC. But he hasn't really fought anybody. Um, you know, worth worth noting. I mean, uh, especially not of the level of you know Junior DeSantos. Uh, or I'm sorry. <laughs> Rafael DeSantis, um, you know, he's, he's fought everybody, been a champion in, at 155 and then moved up, um, you know, just had, a, had an amazing fight with uh, Robbie Lawler. Um, I think that, that this will be a good test for, for Usman, um, but I think that uh, DeSantis is going to be able to get it done. Um, I'm going to take one kind of wire wild parlay for you. I'm going to do... Dosanjos, Munoz, Shevchenko, Glenn, and Benavides. Oh, wow. That was a lot for, for my little brain to take in. I got Dos Anjos and I got Munoz. Uh, Dos Anjos plus 225. Munoz is minus 230. Uh, and what was the next leg of that? Shevchenko. Shevchenko minus 310. And who else? Rick Glenn. Glenn is minus 105. And then Benavides. Benavides is plus 110. And how many units? Two. For two units, two would get you back 48.57 units. That's a big, a big comeback right there. And honestly, uh, it's interesting because uh, because I can't really argue with too much of any any parts of it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's actually pretty solid. Uh, Justin with two units uh, to return 48.57 units, and uh, that is a five teamer if you so dare uh, to indulge on Joseph. Benavidez, Rick Glenn, Antonita Shevchenko, uh, Pedro Munoz, and uh, and Rafael dos Anjos. Uh, Greg, your uh, any play on the main event? Well, I wanted to ask what he was putting down two units or what? Forty-eight point five seven. Forty-eight point five, man. Can't even make it an even fifty. You ought to throw three units on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> three units would pay probably. Well, let's see. I'll tell you, three units would uh, would actually pay um, uh, seventy-two point eight six. 
I don't want to make you guys look that bad. I hear you. I don't want to look that bad. <laughs> Greg, anything for you on this main event? Well, I'm kind of wanting to be an asshole right now and just say what happens if I just take what the hell he just said and I put three minutes because I'm so far down right now. I would have <laughs> yeah, right? like to just go ahead and steal this guy's play. <laughs> make it, then break it and run away. I don't know. That's pretty cool because I'm sitting here looking at Rafael Dos Sanchos being plus 225 and I'm like, how is a former world champion that much of it? We just talked about this with Donald Cerrone the other day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were like, how, how is he that? I mean, I can understand to a certain degree of him being an underdog, but plus 225 is kind of a spit in the face. Yeah. Sanchez. So, <laughs> as I'm listening to him, I thought he was going to stop at three, and he kept going. <laughs> and I'm, because I thought I was going to make some kind of stupid play with Darren Stewart, Benavidez, Dos Sanchez, and I was also going to mix a couple from Fight Night in there and throw some crazy shit. And I thought I was going to be the one that got to do the cool thing and be like, wow, that's that's a bold move, Greg, but thanks thanks a lot. Um, I'm just going to put three units on Dos Sanchez just to win his five after all that shit. I was excited. <laughs> three units. Hey, tell you what, in real life, though, I am going to have to try Justin's parlay just in case because it does sound oh, yeah. pretty yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty I'm going to do that. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just on here. I can't steal his move on the, on the cast. I, I'm I hear you. Greg goes three units on RDA plus 225. I'm going to follow suit, too. I can't fade this guy at plus 225. This is, without a doubt, the hugest, most uh, massive leap up in competition for Usman that he's faced yet, without a doubt. And I'm going to go three units also on RDA plus 225. And that uh, that rounds out our, uh, our picks for – Tough 28 finale that goes down again uh, Friday night from Las Vegas. It's going to be on Fox Sports 1. Should be a pretty entertaining card. Another uh, interesting one coming up the very next night, Saturday, December the 1st. Another Fox Sports 1 card. This one from Australia. It's UFC Fight Night 132. Uh, I'm sorry, 142. 142. Uh, and uh, the, they are, I mean, the very first couple of fights we'll, we'll preview uh, on Fight Not a, I don't know a whole lot about these guys. I'll do my best for you. Uh, we've got uh, Kai Kara France, minus 400. He's a New Zealander. He was on the uh, last uh, uh, season of Tough that had the flyweight champions, I recall him. Uh, he's taken on a short-notice replacement, Elias Garcia, out of Rufus Port, a cousin of the Pettis brothers. He's plus 325. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have Demir Ismagulov, minus 490, a former M1 champion, 16-2, and two, taking on another short-notice replacement, Alex Gorgies. Uh, plus 390. Uh, Demir is moving up minus 490. I am going to take just a small flyer one unit play on Elias Garcia plus 325. I think that I, I, it's really more a fade of, of Kai Kara France just being that big a favorite because I, I wasn't that impressed with him. And then um, I, I probably will use uh, Isma Gulov, uh, the first ever fighter from Kazakhstan, um, in a parlay here down the road. Uh, Justin, any thoughts on these first couple? Oh, no, I gotta stay away from. I gotta stay away from the obscurity. I hear you, <laughs> Greg. Yeah, I'm gonna tell tell him again. I'm not gonna play these two. 
<laughs> All right. I'm going to shoot it to you, Greg, for the next two. It is uh, K-Tet, Nakamura, K-Tara, uh, minus 185, taking on the newcomer, Salim Tuari, who uh, was plus 160. Uh, good luck on that one. And then uh, Christos Yagos, who we just saw Christos Yagos uh, not too long ago, in a, and he and he's in a pre- pretty competitive, if I can remember, in a, he was tough in a, in a fight that he was outclassed in. It might have been like Barboza or something like that. He's minus 365 here against the Japanese fighter, Mizuto Hirota, who comes back at plus 305. Greg? Well, these lines are changing like crazy. Um, he's at 360 now? Yagos is minus 365, Hirota plus 305. Okay. Oh, you said good luck with these two right here. All right. Um, I can barely even pronounce these guys' names. I really don't know anything about any of these four particular fighters. If I was going to make any play on a gamble, I would probably just bet the over for the uh, Salem and Katie Five. I really don't – I can't pronounce the names. So, <laughs> I can't even I can't make a play on either one of these guys. I wish – I wish I – I mean, I wish I saw them. I didn't – Christoph, I don't know. No play on these guys. I'm sorry. Justin. No, nothing from me. I, I, I should probably, I know the UFC has like sound bites of everybody saying their name, the way that it's supposed to be said. I wonder if we could find that. It would probably help us out a little bit. Yeah, probably. I, we should probably have that pulled up. Uh, my end on it, uh, I do think Nakamura is the rightful favorite. He's he's much better grappler. He's been in there, you know, been there, done that for years. I don't know anything about the other guy, but I it's, again, it's so obscure, I'm going to pass myself. Uh, Yagos, I, I was impressed with in his last fight. I, I want to, I'm probably, I can't remember exactly who it was, but I want to say it was Barboza, somebody that he wasn't supposed to win against, and he gave him all they wanted for the first round before he ended up losing. Um, I don't like him at minus 365, um, and I really can't go with Hirota either. So uh, I'm also going to pass. Justin, we'll send it to you for the next two. We've got Alexi Konchinko, minus 340, taking on Yushin Okami, plus 280. And then uh, another really solid flyweight fight, uh, Wilson Hayes, minus 150 against Ben Wynn, uh, plus 130. Yeah, Ben Wynn and, and Wilson Hayes is going to be a fun fight. It's uh kind of an odd one you know that, that weight class I, I think is is pretty much done so both those guys if they want to continue with the UFC you're probably going to have to move up uh, to bantamweight um, and the loser probably is, is, is going to be you know looking at, at uh, losing his job um, but it's going to be a tough fight man um, you know both these guys are are great competitors um, you know wins 18 and 7 overall 4 and 2 in the UFC um for me to choke him out cold last time, but uh, before that he beat Tim Elliott, you know, to a pretty solid win. Um, Wilson Hayes has lost his last three, but it was to Mighty Mouse, Sahuda, and John Moraga. So, um, you know, those are, are three of the best in the world, obviously. Um, he's got notable wins over, over Jorgensen and uh, Dustin Ortiz. Um, you know, so I think it'll be a fun fight. Um, might parlay it here in a little bit, but I'm probably not going to make any straight plays on that one, uh, just because it's, you know, that's also up for me. I think uh, it's up in the air, really. Um, and then you got uh, Yushin Okami and uh, Alexi Konchinko. Uh, is 19-0. He's only got one fight in the UFC. It was a, a unanimous decision over, um, over uh, Thiago Alves uh, in September. 
Yushinokami, you know, obviously been around forever. He's fought a light heavyweight, uh, middleweight. This one, I guess, is at, uh, at, at welterweight. Um, 37 years old, you know, he's, he's, you know, getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, he's one and one since he's been back in the UFC. Obviously, he got cut uh, for, for a little while. He went outside and, and went five and two outside the promotion. Uh, but, you know, he came back and, and events Vaughn prude him to sleep. Um, but then he beat Diego, Diego Lima. So, you know, he's not not necessarily done. Wouldn't count him out. Um, I think that, um, that, that Yushin Nakami is, is, a, is a good play. It's another one that I think the odds are kind of skewed on. Um, you may see something similar to, to the Alistair Overing fight weekend, you know, where you had a, uh, an undefeated up-and-comer that everybody was pushing real hard. So, you know, he was a, a big favorite, but... Uh, he wasn't a big favorite, but he was a favorite in that fight. Now, you know, it, it showed that that should have been the case. I think you, you might get that one there with Yushin Okami again. Um, so I'm going to put five units on, on Yushin. Five units from Justin on Yushin Okami uh, at plus 280. That's a, that's a nice comeback uh, there. Um, and uh, you said you may, uh, down the way, you may parlay uh, on the flyweights. We'll see what happens to that. Uh, Greg, anything on these two fights? Okami and Kanchinko and Hasten win. Uh, no, no plays. For me, I, I think that I like Ben Wynn a little bit. You know, Hayes has been lo- he's been you know Hayes has been losing to the top guys in the world, but it seems like he struggles with guys that can just like explode and, and and really put it on his chin. And and Wynn is certainly an all action fighter. He's going to throw. So I'm going to put a couple units. I'm going to go two units on uh, Ben Wynn uh, plus one thirty, uh, and then uh, it, as far as Kanchinko and Okami goes. Oh, man, uh, I, I don't think Okami's here to win, uh, you know, but like Justin said, he's just he's a vet, you know, it, it's still a, a big number to cover. So I'm actually going to pass on it all, all around instead of uh, for a while. I considered maybe parlaying uh, Kanchinko, but I, I don't think I'm going to do that. Uh, that brings us on into the main card, and uh, we've got Sadiq Youssef, another uh, graduate of the Contender Series, uh, very athletic. Uh, he's minus 620, taking on uh, one of the guys from uh, The Ultimate Fighter, uh, Suman Mokhtarian. He's a native there, Australian, uh, has fought just some atrocious competition leading up to his MM, uh, UFC debut. Uh, minus 620 for Youssef, though, is just so much, I, I can't do anything with that. Um, and then, of course, we've got Jim Crute, minus 250 over Paul Craig, plus 210. Crute, another guy from the Contender Series, but he's not fought very good competition on the Australian circuit. Paul Craig's pretty tough. So I kind of like Paul Craig, plus 210. And I will go uh, two units on uh, Paul Craig, uh, plus 210 there. Just more than anything, fading the Australian and his uh, being so untested. Uh, Greg, any plays for you on these two? No, no plays on either one of them. Justin? I will put uh, Paul Craig in a parlay with um, Wilson Hayes and uh, Tony Martin, actually. Okay, Wilson Hayes uh, is uh, minus 150. Uh, and then, uh, like we just said there, uh, Paul Craig plus 210. And then you're going to do Tony Martin, who we're about to talk about, but I'll go ahead and calculate him up here. <clears throat> He's plus 105. Uh, how many units? Three. 
three units. Uh, we'll get you back 28.78. Uh, so 28.78 on uh, Craig, Hayes, and uh, Tony Martin. Uh, that's that's a pretty solid little uh, return again there. You've got, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think Craig is obviously the piece of that that makes it so juicy. And so uh, certainly something that I could see happening. Um, I, uh, I guess that brings us on to our next one. Uh, Greg, uh, you've got uh, uh, Tony Martin, uh, who we just uh, spoke of, taking on Jake Matthews. This fight is essentially a pick em. Matthews minus 125, Martin plus 105. That's going to be a good fight. Uh, and then uh, Tyson Pedro, uh, who we saw fight um, Ovens. Didn't we see him fight Ovens? He's, he's minus 460 uh, against yeah, Mauricio yeah. Shogun Hua. Plus 365, the legend is a massive underdog here against the upstart Pedro. Uh, Greg? Yeah, that's another one of your uh, classic step-up fights for your no-name up-and-comer. But uh, Tyson Pedro's a fucking tough dude. Like, oh, yeah. a mean guy. I mean, like, I, I don't want to say it's a spit in the face to to Shogun being a plus third uh, a plus three hundred. What's it? What did you right now? Three well, he's plus three sixty five. Three sixty five. I mean, that's it'd be awesome if he won. But there's a there's there's two things that uh, there's actually three things that uh, Shogun is not good good at defending, and that's uh, explosiveness, unpredictability. And uh, the fury of a fighter, and the last person that had all three of those was uh, uh, Forrest Griffin, and he beat Rua. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that was an upset from wherever you want to look at it at. And I don't, but you know, and and another thing, I don't see if Rua wins this fight, I don't see that as a very big upset either. So I don't know why this is such a such a huge spread. But I mean, like, you can't make no value off of Pedro here. But I am gonna uh, parlay him. With three, with two other ones, and it's uh, Pedro Roberts and Shevchenko. So uh, let's see. Tyson Pedro uh, is minus four sixty. Uh, Roberts. Uh, let's see. Where where Rob? Where was who? Who is who is this? Who are we talking about? Roberts. Oh, Horcher, Horcher, Horcher. Okay, you come out of nowhere with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm trading you, Kim. Yeah, uh, it, I, I went with Horcher. And who and who was the third part? Shevchenko. Yes. So Shachinko's minus 310, Fortress plus 260, and Pedro's uh, minus 460. How many units? I don't want Horcher, I want Roberts. Oh, you want Roberts minus 320. Yes. You are fading me then. I'm I can fading get it. you. Uh huh. How many units? Uh, five. Five units on that three will get you back five point five seven, so a little about plus one ten essentially is what that gets. You back. Uh, so let's see, five units for uh, for Greg on Roosevelt Roberts, uh, Shevchenko, and uh, Tyson Pedro um, to get back five point five seven. Um, well, let's see. And uh, did, did did you like? Did you talk about Tony Martin and Jake Matthews? Not yet, not yet. I like I like Jake Matthews, dude. He's been in it for a long. time time and he's still a young buck and uh but uh old anthony rocco martin he's a, he's a degenerate he's a degenerate and he's he's every bit of degenerate if i'm not mistaken or if that was bullshit i heard he bet on himself for his last fight is that right I think he did, and he surprised. And like, I, if I can recall, I think we all faded him because we all went with. Uh, he, well, I don't know if we all did. I did. I, it, he fought Ryan Lafleur and looked really good. Well, he made himself fifteen grand off that fight. 
just by gambling on himself. And uh, I like him. I just like him just for that mere fact. But Jack Matthews is a, is a, is like a prodigy. Like he is. He's lost. He's lost what two fights? Three? Yeah, and he think. beat the leech. He beat uh, Lee Jing Lang. That's I, I can't I can't go against uh, and, and I hate I hate doing it to Tony Martin. I can't I don't like it, but I'm going to go with Jake Matthews on that, and I'm going to put five units on him. Five units on Jake Matthews minus one uh, minus one twenty five. Justin, anything? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Shogun on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna fade Tyson Pedro. Put five on Shogun. Um, oh wow, five units on Shogun. Plus 365, yeah. that's palsy. <laughs> Anything for you on yeah, Tony? I just feel like, uh, you, already, you used Martin in that parlay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just feel like, you know, for Tyson Tato, it's, you know, his, his, his biggest, uh, uh, the hardest challenge was events. And, uh, you know, he got beat events, I think, on board him. Um, but, you know, he, he kind of does get a little wild and uh, he's going to be at home. I uh, just feel like, Good possibility that you know the nerves could get to him, and and Shogun just he's a wily vet, you know. Uh, with, with the odds like that, I think it's, it's worth taking a flyer on. Myself, I'm going to have to pass on the Pedro Hua fight. I've leaned Pedro just from explosiveness and, you know, being more athletic, but um, I can't give up that kind of juice. I am going to make a play on Tony Martin, though. I like three units on Tony Martin plus 105. I thought he looked so much better. Last time I saw him fight, I was just really impressed, and I think the grappling here is going to potentially cancel each other out, and Martin's striking looked a lot better last time. So I'm going to go with Tony Martin. Thank you. 105. You think Rocco and uh, and Matthews' ground games are going to cancel each other out? Yeah, I do. I think that uh, Matthews is probably the more uh, adept uh, the BJJ practitioner, but I don't know if he can take Tony Martin down and keep him there. Because what Ryan LeClaire could, and that's what Ryan LeClaire does. I like, it. I like, I like your analysis there because uh, I was actually looking in depth on that fight, and the reason I like Rocco is because of his – his wrestling background, but if you watch a lot of Jake Matthews' fights, he's got he's got some kind of type of wrestling. He's got something in there, but his arsenal's not nearly as uh, I'd say Rocco's superior in wrestling. But then again, you know, I think I don't know. That's what makes me want to lean more towards Martin. But I'm sitting here playing both sides of the coin, and I put my money on Matthews, so that's him to stick with. Um, yeah, he's just a prodigy. I don't know, man. That's pretty cool, though. I like your analysis on that. That's pretty good. Well, well they've done a good job with this one. This it's good matchmaking. Oh, yeah. All right. That gets us on to our uh, our co-main event. We'll take these last two one at a time here, Justin. I'll let you break it down. Mark Hunt uh, in uh, Justin Willis, uh, heavyweights. And Justin Willis, it's 7-1, uh, and one, coming out of uh, AKA there with Daniel Cormier and Kane uh, Velasquez and, and the likes. Uh, he's been a pro since 2012, so I mean, he's got, you know, he's got some years in the game. He just hasn't. Uh, hasn't been competing regularly. Um, I'm not not real sure why, but um, you know he's he's a high level athlete. He was all conference lineman at San Jose State uh, in football, um, and you know he's going to be coming out there to wrestle with Mark Hunt, which is you know Mark Hunt's kryptonite. Obviously, um, Hunt will be looking to just land a big shot. Hunt's 13 and 13, eight and seven in the UFC. I think this is kind of his. Uh, you know, he's going away party, um, doing it in Adelaide. 
but I, I don't necessarily think that this will be Mark Hunt's last fight, so I think that there's a good chance that you'll see him over in Bellator or, uh, you know, somewhere where where there's more uh, you know, more guys that are willing to exchange with him and, and, and really just go in there and throw instead of, you know, getting technical and, and beating him where he's easy. Um, but I feel like uh, Justin Willis will, will probably have this one. Um, but I'll stay away from it just because you can never count out Mark on power, you know. Greg, your thoughts? Oh, no play. I'm sitting here trying to uh, figure out what kind of parlay I'm going to get to kick his ass with. I'm trying to uh-huh. take all kinds of – I'm so far down. If this man hits a 50-point 50, 50 parlay on me, I'm already in third place. I don't want I don't want to be that bad. No uh-huh. play, though. I'm so- yeah, I'm the same way here. I'm Eileen Willis, but you just never know if Hunt's going to spoil things. I don't imagine the UFC is giving Mark Hunt matches to win at this point. Um, but you just never know. You know, I think he'd certainly take delight in spoiling that party. So I'm going to pass myself. Main event, JDS, Junior Dos Santos, taking on Ty Tuivasa, uh, undefeated. Um, Justin, what you think, man? This is an interesting fight. When it first got announced, um, I was I was all about. It. I like Taito Rosa a lot. He's super entertaining. I you know he's got he's got a personality. Um, he's eight and uh, You know I think his, his last fight was the first one to make it out of the first round. He went to a decision um, in his last one, but um, you know he's a he's a tough hitter. He's never fought anybody close to the likes of Junior Dos Santos. So you know. Um, Trying to look here and see is uh yeah is you know by far the the best opponent that he's that he's ever fought. Um, then maybe James McSweeney probably after that. Um, he just really doesn't have a ton of uh, experience. So, um, I'm gonna have to take a Junior in this one. You know I think that that the experience and and everything is just gonna be too much. Uh, I could see Junior carrying him into into deep waters and. Um, you know, it's it going to be tough to, to knock Junior out with just one shot. I mean, he's been hit by the, the hardest-hitting dudes in the world. And, um, so, I mean, you know, it, it could definitely happen, but I feel like Junior's probably going to get him into the third or fourth round and really really expose, uh, you know, his cardio for, for what it most likely is. You know, he's, he's only, like I said, went out of the first round one time. So um, it would be interesting to see. I'd, I'd like to see it go, you know, deep maybe into the fifth round just to see what Tattoo of Us is about. I mean, I would love for him to win. Um, I just think that he's probably going to be DeSantos uh, uh, on this one. So I will put, uh, I'm going to put DeSantos with Justin Willis. Okay, so DeSantos is uh, minus 150. Uh, Justin Willis is minus 120. How many units? I'm also going to put um, Gushin Okami. Okami and is uh, plus 280, yeah? Okay. Yeah, and Wilson Hayes. And Wilson Hayes is uh, minus 150. How many units? Three. Three units on that foursome. We'll get you back 5506. Uh, and that is Okami, Hayes, JDS, and, uh, and uh, Justin Willis. Uh, again, that is three uh, to return 5506. From my end, um, man, I got to go with JDS2 here. I think that, you know, Tui Boss has got some hype behind him with the big KOs, but this ain't Rashad Coulter. 
this isn't Cyril Asker. You know, those guys are barely are argument are arguably not UFC caliber fighters. Uh, he to be a guy that is a, that is known to be a hitter, that is known to get knockouts. He didn't get Arlovsky out of there, did he? he? That they went all the rounds, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that says nothing. JDS for me, uh, minus one fifty. I'll go uh, JDS for ten units. Greg. All right, ready. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting here figuring this right here. Like this is kind of a, I don't know. I'm ugly about this. You got. I'm gonna take some Dos Anjos. Okay. Some uh, Dos Santos. Some Hunt. So, so you wanting the RDA and the JDS? I'm about to money line. I'm about to money line parlay these babies on all these underdogs with my JDS being my only favorite. And we're going to see what happens on this on this big payout. All right. So we got JDS and RDA. Uh, Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt, the Samoan. He's even money. He can. I mean, one shot and it'll be over with. If he can, if he can get it. I mean, if he can. I mean, if he can. Darren Stewart. <laughs> Darren Stewart's uh, even money. Not. Not positive, but you know we're going to do it. Like uh, I really wish, you know, you're. I believe you took Darren Stewart. I wish you could see my notes right here. I actually had, uh, I didn't make a play on this, but I had Darren Stewart with three units on my paper, but I didn't pull the trigger, and I still won't. But I'm going to, I'm going to parlay him because I'm after it right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to also add Benavidez to that one. Benavidez is uh, is plus one ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. I think that's my five teamer right there. How many units? What did he put two? Let's go three. Nice. Three units will get you back 133.5 units. <laughs> yeah, choke on it. Let's go. Benavidez, Stewart, Hunt, RDA, and JDS. And again, it's kind of hard to argue with that, man. Uh, three units to win 133 and a half units is, and none of those are two. The only one I kind of iffy on, honestly, would be Hunt. Yeah, that one's Stewart. You just the trailer on it. What's that? Got the trailer on it? Yeah, bet the trailer on like you did last week. Yeah, bet the trailer. No. <laughs> that would blow us all out of the water right there. Hey, <laughs> for three units is going to be awful solid. Uh, oh yeah. So that does it. We've got a lot of action out there this week. Um, we're against each other on a few. Uh, there's some that we are all kind of on the same page. You know, I think everybody thinks everybody likes Benavidez. Uh, pretty good uh, for the most part, and uh, everybody likes RDS at that plus two twenty five. How can you not, right? Uh, watch them both lose, though. Watch them, watch them both lose. That's just my luck. So uh, we'll see how it all shakes out next week. We'll run, we'll run and move back. We'll get our final tallies for the month. We'll see who is uh, who's the big winner and who's uh, who ain't, you know. And then we'll we'll start fresh for December. Uh, a lot of big cards for December, man. I'm really excited for some of those. Uh, and that, that's going to do it for this episode, Valor Hour, episode 91 for my uh, for my co-host Justin Watson uh, and of course Greg Hopkins. Appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Of course, make sure you subscribe on Stitcher, uh, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, keep up with us every week. Share it. Let's keep the, uh, the audience growing. Uh, good night, everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. is an MMA report with Jason Floyd quick fix on radio influence going back and watching the fight if I had to describe it in one word it would be sad totally 
it turned out Chuck Liddell wasn't faking out Tito Ortiz when he was doing that sparring session, Jason. Man, that there was. Were you listening to the commentary as you were watching the fight? Uh, yeah, I had it on. How about uh, Rashad Evans talking about how Chuck Liddell is slow? Yeah, you could hear it in the air because, like, you could tell right away the vibe from the commentators was, like, let it, let us lie to the viewer. Let us be PR, which is somewhat their job. Personally, I want my commentators to be honest uh, just because, you know, uh, the commentator is the best public relations for the promotion if they garner trust with the audience. So that's why it's important to be honest and, and say a fight's bad when a fight's bad or or whatever. So it seemed like the general mood of the commentary, Jason, was Golden Boy is so great. Isn't this a historic moment? And then all of a sudden, Rashad descends and he's like, you know, Chuck looks kind of slow. And it felt like the other commentators like immediately responded with like positivity about the fight. I think one of the questions that is being asked a lot over the last, you know, 72 hours or so is who's to blame? You know, do you blame the California State Athletic Commission, Andy Foster? Do you blame Oscar De La Hoya? Do you blame the fighters? You know, if you told me I had to lay blame anywhere, it's got to be the people around Chuck Liddell. Like, I think one of the biggest warning signs in in this whole fight buildup was the fact that Chuck's longtime coach and trainer, John Hackleman, was not with him. And I watched John's interview on Ariel's show on Monday, and it's just you, when you hear him talk, it's just like, man, if if he couldn't talk Chuck out of not fighting, like where is Chuck's wife in this? Where is Chuck's friends in this? Like, and, and God, please, Chuck Liddell, please, I, I hate to, I I never want to sit there and be that 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 reporter that that podcast host that, that sits there and says. A fighter needs to retire. Chuck Liddell, you need to retire, man. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.